hate the beer cold. Did you guys do that? That um, the song we just listened to. What was it called? Greedy love. Greedy love. Did you guys record that separately, or did you like just like track it? When we did it initially, uh-huh. like we all played together, and then we did overdubs on top of that. Okay. Like all the cabs and shit, wherever, and just other rooms and whatever, and then we redid it. The guitar parts, vocals. And that bass. was the one at Mobtown. You yeah, guys that, did you recording yeah. it? Did you guys yeah. record the entire EP there? Yeah, entire thing. And four how many songs on that? Four, four songs in three days. Four, oh, it's uh, a four-song EP? Yeah. Dude, you got to put that on SoundCloud. Yeah, we You should. got to. But it's on everything else, though. It's on Apple Music and all that shit. I feel like it's... This is very true. That's uh, the, re- <laughs> the, re- yeah, the reasoning behind that was we, we kind of wanted at first to at least funnel everyone towards one outlet. So true. We, when we had, like, we put Greedy Love out there to have a teaser, and then when we released the whole thing, we thought, you know, let's have all of our listens on Spotify. So instead of 500 listens on Spotify, 500 on SoundCloud all 1,000 would go to Spotify. So it looks better when we're presenting that. It sounds like the service you guys use did that for you. Like yeah, you we did everything. Who do you guys have? Is it we CD use, Baby? or We use CD Baby, um, and that was kind of an involved process. Um, and I, I just took care of that on my laptop. But it took a couple of days just to get everything fucking filled out. There's so much information that goes into that stuff and making sure everyone had equal credit, everyone had their name on, everyone has their own... Um, performance organization to make sure royalties get there and yeah it was a big pain but when it came down to what outlets we wanted they have this whole list that's already checked for you oh wow you can go through and uncheck ones that you don't want to be on i don't know why the fuck anyone would want to uncheck anything so i said we'll just put it on like anything so i don't know the extent of what we're on but we're on almost every single taylor major. swift was not on yeah like, she, spotify she was not spotify we got forever taylor oh she's on title is she one of the people on title now no she's on spotify now she's I just think. mad about yeah. like the streaming plays she right? came back on spotify the same day she's Katie mad i'm not texting her single yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude. I mean, like, how do you guys, like, do, I, I guess at this point, like, royalties aren't really, a, like, how many plays are you guys getting as of right now? On We're all s- of them? Yeah. It's less than a thousand. So royalties but, are like, okay. Royalty free, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah dude. We're royalties, a non-profit yeah, we organization. Have, like, we made maybe 49 cents so far. Yeah. Halfway yeah. to half a Miller Lite. <laughs> how long ago did you guys, like, so, like, the EP that you put out, how long ago did you guys finish that? Yeah, we finished it at the end of or August. August is when it was like finally done, and then we released it in October, uh, December. Yeah. Oh, in December. December. No, no, we 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 put out Greedy Love in October, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have you guys done anything like video wise along with the songs to try to? We have a video for Racer that's on YouTube, but um, it's not really of us. <laughs> oh, it's just it's like, like kind of like of looks like one of those like fan videos that people make. Yeah, sometimes. it's kind of it's kind of like, like animated, which is pretty cool. I don't I don't know how you else to describe it. Jake Armstrong did it. Yeah, dude. Oh, nice. Jake, he did the so rain catch stuff, too. I think it was all, like, whatever, 16 millimeter. Dude, he's I don't, really good. Camera. I don't really know anything good. about cameras, but it was yeah, all, like, <laughs> film that he had gotten, and then like, he, like, scratches on, yeah. over and shit or something. I don't know how he does it, but we and just asked him to, like, kind of take his own path with it. What was the EP called? Just Thunder Club Thunder EP. Club EP. Oh, okay. It's one of those things where uh, not, none of us could think of a name, and so we just stuck with it. It's tough. It is hard. Yeah. Just a band name is a pain. Because yeah. I imagine that's that, that was your first like work together as a as a as a collective, was it not? For all five of us, yes. But throughout our time as like musicians, okay. we've all kind of played together in some shape, way, or form. Like did, Obviously Garrett, you and John did. Yeah, me and jo- well, like me and John actually were never in a band together 
for like an extended period of time. I was in a band that he was a part of, and I got kicked off. I got kicked out of because they didn't, they didn't like the Ouch. well, they didn't like the brother <laughs> dynamic. So yeah, I got kicked out of the band that we were initially in. Me, Garrett, and Connor were in a band together in high school. Uh, Garrett and Dennis did a project called Sung for Streetlights before this. And then me and Garrett were like both around here, this area at the same time. And we started playing together and then like slowly brought everyone into one. That's crazy that you found five people that are all like interested in making the same type of music in a way. I mean, I don't know if it's all like who, who's the primary like writer of the music. None of us are the primary. Yeah, we all are. So you guys, yeah. you guys literally are figuring that shit out. Just rehearsing, jamming and come jamming on. Come, out. Literally jamming. That's crazy. By far. the main Yeah, we don't we, we don't even practice that much. We, we do once a week and some some band, you know, it's it's kind of relative to each band but we found out that through practicing almost once a week it's like we stay at least you know i live in pennsylvania so i don't see these guys wow like six days out of the seven and so at least for me i'm going back to my house listening to different shit they're listening to all their stuff and when we get together and you know we have some new ideas that are coming out that have literally been written in 12 minutes you know or less, or less. Yeah. you know it just it's just like it's like just creative juice like flowing the second we get yeah, in i mean there. so much of it is just literally jamming like we'll get there and we'll just start playing whatever and then one of us will just be like all right stop like what was that like yeah. go back do that again and like you know we'll do it again and then we'll just kind of add on to that and like it's just very sort of like <laughs> just creative i guess just That's not wild, really that man. structured in the way i mean half the time we're like drinking beers and practice just you know hanging out and it's, it's a way to do it too yeah it's easier that I way i think it helps that we're all yeah, friends yeah for that the most too. part, for the <laughs> most part, uh, um, yeah. I remember when uh, it was it was a couple of summers, couple summers ago, and uh, I was just driving around like it was like six or seven p.m. and Garrett sent me this video. Him and Pete had been jamming, and it was the main riff of Greedy Love. And uh, Garrett's like, "What do you think of this?" I'm like, "Holy fuck, dude! This is sucked. It, yeah, <laughs> terrible." <laughs> at that at that time, totally different key, and Garrett was on drums and. Uh, and Garrett was playing drums. Yeah, yeah. Because wow. sometimes you know when they're just. I'm an amateur. <laughs> 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 well, you know, and it just helps to write, you know, because we have two different locations that have two drum sets, so it's it's nice having the variety. But um, I was listening to, it, I was like, I freaked out. I was like, holy shit, this sounds so good, and uh, kind of just took off from there. It sounds like. Do you guys have like? Because you played three new ones today, right? Four. Do you? Four new ones. Yeah, I thought did you did two of the EP. Oh, you did six songs total. Okay, I was thinking five. Do you guys like have like a? You think you're coming out with a new project soon? Yes. Like <laughs> yeah, look, we we've been like trying to get recording together. We so we have five completely different schedules of people, which is very annoying dude by the way i i, <laughs> I just gotta say dude like we were kind of nightmares about it too. like the whole thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like seven this is so seven long this is actually scheduled. so long in the making now i'm thinking about it. this is third crazy time. third yeah. time's the charm third time's the charm and now and now that i'm like i was the whole time we were like setting up i was outside like packing up gear and i was like dude there's no fucking way we would have been able to do all this like after work on a Thursday night. Yeah. Like, it no took, way. like, three hours to get set up. But that no was, like, way. you know, my fault mostly because I'm fucking, like, yo, is have an XLR? Like, <laughs> 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 But, like, you know, that would have been the same way on a Thursday, too. So it's, like... <laughs> yeah, it was great that we found, uh, found a Saturday during the day, during the hottest day of the fucking year, and um, got it all together. Getting this time. done is, like, a huge, like, check off my list. <laughs> like, like, it's crazy. I was, like, oh, my God, dude. You and I must have spent, like... <laughs> 
Hours, hours and hours on the phone. <laughs> Back and forth. Yeah. I uh, will worth the wait. Does that weekend work? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> when you first. <laughs> it's good now, dude. I'm so, I'm so fucking. You guys sounded great today, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It Thanks, was man. like, that, was, that might have been like one of my fit. Not, no shade to any other band that's been in here because they've honestly, we haven't had a bad session ever. And we, all of them have been good. That, that sounded amazing. Thank like, you. Thank dude, you. And like the, um, the thing I would say, dude, like the way the, the, the tones of your instruments come out of your amp, it's like there's really not much for me to do. Like it makes my job easy when we like mix it or like if I send it to you guys, just like it sounds like it's supposed to sound. It's just wow. You guys just have that down pat. Yeah, it's, I think some of that comes down to the fact that at least I can speak for both Pete and I that we just own way too many pedals. And we, we put a lot of effort into making sure that when we're just playing, it sounds like how we want it to sound in the studio. Um, and that just, I guess, takes a lot of time and a lot of cash. And you guys fucking rocked um, the last, I, I don't, when you were on with Juice, that was before the Autobar show, right? That, uh, what do you mean? When, when you did the podcast with Juice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers, right? Brothers. It was a little cryptic the way I asked it. But, <laughs> but you guys... <laughs> Saturdays are for the boys. I got the answer I wanted. That's good enough. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. You, guys, you guys fucking rocked that show, dude. I don't think... I, I had no clue. Dude, it was, it was wild. You guys, the sound guy at the auto bar, I thought... When I first heard you guys, I was like, wow. Wow, this sound guy is really good. And then I yeah. thought, oh. <laughs> yeah, band, band sucks, <laughs> but the sound guy. <laughs> I know it was you guys ever good. <laughs> yeah, I think this is like such a big part of what we bring to the table and what people like recognize about us is really our live show. It's kind of like a totally different like element. You guys did something with like this drum thing where it was like. It was like y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to yeah walk on there and bust out that G chord. It's such a like. It's such a different feel and it's like a whole different level of energy than like w watching somebody up there to an instrumental go. I talked about with my brother all the time. I was like, Dom, I feel like if you want to elevate your live show, you got to kind of get something more than just, I know that's how it's done, like in the hip hop community, mm -hmm. but there's just something about seeing dudes just fucking wail out and it's like, it's so much more, I don't know. It's almost, it, it's, and, and I don't think people that went there were, were, had that in their list of things they were going to see that night. So it was just like, it was really cool. It yeah. feels a lot more real with like instrument. Watching a yeah. DJ, it's like, you're doing something It's like watching there. karaoke. It's like, <laughs> like I don't really know what you're doing to make this music that you aren't making at this very second because you did it before. You push play and then you... Yeah, Not exactly. knocking the DJs, but a lot of people do that. Yeah. Like strictly, that, uh, yeah. strictly speaking about those Autobar shows, like... Juice and Cam do so well at them just because of the live sound, I think. Like, I feel like that just brings in, like, what you guys are saying, like, the liveness. And, like, yeah. I, I know people who hire just, like, a live drummer, like, to yeah. play at a party along with music just because it adds, like, you know, something extra. Something Drummer, drummers bring it to the table. I was impressed. You were doing fucking stick spins in there for the studio <laughs> session. Dude, <laughs> Most I got of the time, on, like, the, ca like, the camera wasn't even on you. I was like, he might drop that. Dude, it's such <laughs> a bad habit now. I did drop him at one point, but it was like... <laughs> that's did you have one in your sack thing there? Or did yeah, you just... I got a bunch of sticks in Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's something that's, that's part of uh, what we do is we played shows in front of, you know, lots of people. We played shows in front of just our parents, you know, at like... We had a couple shows at Metro Gallery and stuff where there weren't many people out, but we still act the same. It doesn't matter whether or not we have a crowd. We just love playing the music so much that when we get up there, 
you know, it's just always consistent. We always try and rock out. It's People tell us a lot where we look like we're having a blast. And like, <laughs> honestly, that shit's contagious. And yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, you just you get... You guys made the most of this. It's like fucking 98 degrees in here and shit. Oh, like oh yeah. Added to it. it added to it. it. There's a hot box in there. All right. Guys, had a, oh, thank you, sir. Hell yeah. So Felt good though. So what's like so how many how many like new songs you, would you say you have ready for the next project as of right now? Seven or, eight, seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. At this wow. point, we have double the amount of songs, new songs that we have recorded and out. Um, so it's it's interesting because um, when when people say, oh, you know, can we listen to your music somewhere? It's like, yeah, we have their EP out, but at, at this point, you know, we have so many newer songs that just like just come watch us. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I know, I know that like kind of complex because I feel like it's always going to be the thing where you like you listen to your old project and you just like you're not satisfied with it. But I, I feel like I feel like what the product that you guys put out is like totally marketable. It's compl- and and like I'm excited to see Thank I'm you. excited to see what happens next with the next EP. But you guys don't even have like a, a situation like you said earlier that the studio that you recorded at last time is is out of business now. Yeah, Mobtown is no longer doing recording sessions. They're mainly oh, just shit. doing mixing and mastering, which is which is a heartbreaker. You know, we've uh, I've recorded two albums. You know, I recorded Sunk for Street Lights with Garrett and that was also at Mobtown. Wow. Uh, so that's really the only studio. Where was that, by the way? It was, uh, where is it, like North Charles? Somewhere around there? Yeah, right next to Parts and Labor, if you know where that is. Oh, for real? Yeah, Charmington's okay. that area. Oh wow! I didn't right, know. Yeah, right past the auto bar. Wow. Oh, cool. In a row house. Well, what's yeah, the deal? So. What's the deal with where you work? Spaces. Uh, stages. Stages. <laughs> <laughs> Space. He works in space. Jeez, you're talking to me so cryptically. Figure out what I mean, dog. <laughs> yeah, I just I've been talking to this guy Brian Ewald, who's from Annapolis, and he uh, worked with my old band, and I thought it was great. So mm-hmm. I just am trying to work with him. Um, so it's just kind of like a back and forth thing right now, trying to find a date to put it all together. So stages is there, and I guess it's ready. But like, I really just want to work with. I think I want to work with Brian Ewald because I know Pete I has do. worked with him, uh, he's, and I he's know that my these guys teacher. would all benefit from just working with him because he's such a seasoned musician. This guy, he's a does, produ- he's gonna, you want him to produce here? Yeah, we'll record. Yeah. Produ- like he's got a room in his house that he like converted into a studio. But wow. he's the PRS demo guy. Like he d- goes and does Nam and shit for them. Wow. And he's probably the like one of the best guitar players I've ever seen, known, met. Dude, well, you you the dude can literally, literally play anything. He was like twenty, like twenty two or twenty three, and was playing with one of the guys from the Temptations touring the world. Like, dude, just fucking rips. So wow. the fact that he's a guitar player appeals to me greatly, because yeah. then you know you when you walk in there as guitarist, you have to know a lot about tone to be a, to to be. A, yeah, as, and also just the nuances that go into you know amps and getting your gear right and getting the tone right, and you know if you go into a studio where it's not necessarily a guitar guy or he doesn't care about guitars, you know you're forever going to mm-hmm. regret it. So, yeah. Dude, when I walked into the studio at at stages, got it. When I worked in, the, I, it was like. I actually kind of like, one. yeah, dude. It's I, surreal. I, I weld. I'm not even fucking lying. My, I like weld up a little bit. Like Rob I walked and Ryan in. Ryan did a hell of a job. Like it looks like a fucking movie set of like what a right? studio should look. And like. there's two yeah. of them. There's two of them that are identical. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. I, when I went to that like isolation booth, mm-hmm. it was like it was unfucking believable. Because you like clap and it's just like, I, uh, who was? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> did you feel isolated? Dude, it was it was that's probably 
That's probably why I almost cried, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> felt so alone. So then, they got, <laughs> then they got the, the like bathrooms in there, and like they have a whole kitchenette. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, now yeah. you're just wow. listing stuff that I don't it's, have. It's dude. absurd. <laughs> no, 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 no. They have <laughs> air conditioning <laughs> in there. You piece of fucking shit. That's a fucking water. multi-million dollar investment. That thing is absurd. I mean, like, we got the pizza here, so they have more set. than seven XLR. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy what they have going on there. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully we'll, you know, get some new music out. We're really anxious to get it out and give something palpable to people to listen to. Well, how often are you guys playing right now? Once a month. Yeah, Once a month. That's yeah. But these are original gigs, right? Yeah. You guys don't play any covers during your gigs at all. We'll play a cover here and there. But like that's we, that's way harder to like the fact that you're playing once a month as an original band right now is 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 it was wild. Where yeah, what kind of place? You guys did like a White Stripes at the Auto Bar, right? That was the cover or no? We did uh, we, we did, did a Strokes party cover, yeah, and the Strokes. Yeah, okay. Strokes. One thing we did for a while was we did Passion Fruit by Drake, which was a pretty oh, good did thing that to do. At Auto Bar too. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. a version, so like fun. a version. Yeah, we kind of beat that to death. So now, are you guys like because? How, where whereabouts are you getting these shows? Are you selling tickets for each one of these, or are these like just things that you're getting people added have, on to? Or people have been hitting us up on Facebook and email, and like that's been one of the coolest parts about it. Is just people I mean, as in fans or venues, um, bands, bands other artists a lot. Yeah. Oh, do you want to collaborate? Yeah, yeah. bands wow. have been reaching out to us, being like, "Hey, we're listening to your shit on Bandcamp right now. We're really digging it. Do you want to you know get together for the show that we're holding in Baltimore?" Okay. Um, and I guess that's where we, you know, we play a lot of, you know, Auto Bar, Metro Gallery, Joe Squared. We played Soundstage recently, which was a freaking blast. Wow. Nice. That was so yeah. That was great. That was awesome. The Crown as well. And we had two shows up in Lancaster where I live. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of a double, like, pros and cons because we have access to a whole nother scene because I'm up there. But what's up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even here right now. Yeah, we uh, we did a show up at this place called Telly's 360, which is like one of my favorite bars slash music venues, and um, we were then invited to play as part of Long's Park Summer Series at this massive amphitheater, which was kind of surreal because the place was enormous. It felt kind of isolated on stage. Have you guys <laughs> thought? Have you got? Where's the farthest you've traveled so far for a gig? Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah. That's good though. It's about an hour. We love Baltimore so much. Yeah. We never want to leave. Have we you guys wanna, ever considered, um, like, th th you might potentially be ready to like book yourself a, a tour type of thing? Well, I think, I think the first the first step first is sorry, Connor. Uh, you know, start going south to DC and sorry, to Philly. <laughs> you can't stop the train. <laughs> what? What? And rhythm section. <laughs> What well, was the question? We want to go. We look, we we want to do a tour. Like we would love to do that, but the butt. <laughs> it's it's just it's not really feasible, or it doesn't really make sense for us. I guess at this point, like we don't even have like the most merchandise that we've got are stickers and koozies, which we were like we tried to sell for all five minutes. And we just <laughs> were like the the thing about it, like you can get what do we get like a hundred, two hundred koozies or something, mm. and then 200. we would just. At shows, when you see someone with a beer can, you walk up to them, you just shove that thing on, and then they got a koozie the rest of the night, and they're taking it home with them. That's true. It's yeah. better that way, dude. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'll definitely take a free koozie for sure. Right. I don't well, think I've ever paid for a koozie now that I think about it. I think every koozie I've ever had has been free. It's just a giveaway thing. 
We've also gotten it into the habit uh, after shows of literally just taking people's phones and liking all of our shit <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook and you know following was, us on Spotify and everything. I always wonder, you know those like QC scanners, yeah, wherever yeah, the fuck the they Q, are? The QR codes. They haven't gotten, I don't know if it's just because I don't know how to use it that I'm saying this, but like, I feel like, <laughs> do people use that shit a lot? I feel like that should uh, be like, like way probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I oh, yeah, I can download this app if I yeah. take a picture of it instead of just fucking looking it up on the <laughs> Apple Store. <laughs> Let me waste my time. That's true, dude. Right. I like three years ago. I thought it would be cool if you could have like a cute, cute. What is it called again? QR QR, QR scan. Yeah. Just fucking take a picture of it, and it would like automatically like like all your shit and like download your album too. Like if it, I, I feel like that would be that. sick. Like when you buy a vinyl or something, and then they have like the digital code in there. I've seen ones in there that you just take. <laughs> of course, it's a fucking vinyl. Yeah. So. They're coming back. They're coming back. to Use this. So here's <laughs> <laughs> you're probably old as fuck now. I don't know. That's the hardest part, though, is getting people to look up your shit because people are lazy when it comes Absolutely. down to it. So you almost have to do it for them. As Connor said, we've literally taken people's phones and liked our own page. And we, then sue me. Yeah. We'll, we'll go like, we'll, like it's. I'll, I'll look over and see Connor talking to some person at the bar. Anybody, and I'll just be like, "Can I see your phone?" <laughs> and five minutes Usually later, five minutes it. later, he walks up to me and he's like, "I got us five more likes on Facebook, three more followers on Spotify, and <laughs> a free beer." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next morning when they wake up, they're like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm going to unlike this page. <laughs> well, do you think, so like you said that a tour wouldn't be feasible at this time, but do you think it's something that is necessary for what you guys are doing? Or you think it would just be like a bonus? Or like, are you guys primarily focused on marketing yourselves just in the Baltimore area? Or are you planning on pushing the social the media a little is, bit more? Like, it, it kind of happened like really quickly almost. I mean, we were kind of doing the whole basement thing. And after just, you know, two or three shows, people were like, you know, that was awesome. Like, I uh -huh. want to see more of that. And like, now we're getting hit up for gigs and whatnot. And, and when you really go back to it, like, it's only been like, what, like, of us like actually being out gigging like a year or something? Seven like months. Seven months. Seven. Yeah. Okay. For seven months. And so like, I don't know. We're, we're I think we're pretty comfortable at the speed we're moving at right now. But like, as far as the tour goes, I think every band should tour and like that's absolutely th if things keep going the way they're going like i think we're absolutely gonna fit that in there that would be insane yeah man well that's how people make that's how musicians make money now is the live show so yeah the tour is necessary for that and then people just need to know about us and it's easier to do that in person than it is through facebook and say like hey check out my band and like we're not gonna catfish you <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say just kind of brings me back i think one gig where a breakthrough gig at least for me was tiger fest because um and that's like towson university's like mm -hmm. you know huge festival or whatnot um and yeah yeah no something like that but we had played a uh competition to get the gig in the first place so we were competing with some other really talented bands and like we ended up winning that to get the spot there so that like you know made it a lot worth a lot more worth it or whatnot and like it's cool to see people who we recognize who like maybe just heard us for the first time at tiger fest like follow us around in these places that we uh play at baltimore like you know we'll see them out and just be like what's up guys or whatever like oh shit so people are that's crazy people, yeah. yeah there's like a group there's like a group of five people Shout from, out. that came from tiger <laughs> fest uh or saw us at tiger fest and then came to our show at game a couple months ago and then most recently came to soundstage and saw us that they're not, is wild. And they're, they're not like our f 
they're not our friends. We don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we have fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like fans don't have friends. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. was, I'm going to tell my cool. mom. It was really cool. Uh, one of the people in that group actually, well, first off, that was the first time that as a band we had ever been asked to take a picture with someone, being like, can we get a picture with Thunderclub? That tripped me the fuck out. Um, number two, the, one of the people in that group actually, after Tiger Fest, hit us out and said, we found you on Spotify. We love your song, Skeleton Dance Party. Can I use that in a film project for my like, final project at Towson? And we were like, yeah, you don't even have to ask. Just, just do. It was, it was cool to, to see people immediately catch on to it. And then, as they said, we have like three or five people that now pay attention to where we're playing next and always come out. <laughs> I think it's a little yeah, more than five. that. No, no <laughs> four. More than no that. four. Only three or five. <laughs> Let's say three or five uh, real. Uh, that did sound funny. <laughs> we have three or five real fans. Yeah. The thing is, it's so fucking cool. But when you just say it out loud, it's yeah. <laughs> it sounds so lame. Yeah. You give it a real number. Most people, most people don't even have zero to one people following them around for anything they fucking do on a daily basis. So it is a cool feeling. Well, we're hoping to get more and more of those out October nineteenth at the Crown. In uh in Baltimore is that so the next show you guys are playing next show oh, yeah. yep October nineteenth and we had like an amazing uh, <laughs> plug yeah. we had a <laughs> sell it, sell it. the official plug yeah 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 plug <laughs> no no I mean like we soundstage I think was another like big gig for us I mean that's a awesome venue one of the best in the city and like I think we got a gonna be picking up some steam from them and probably uh, from that gig and probably seeing a lot of familiar faces out True. at the crown um, people have been hitting us up about it so are you guys bill with anyone else or did you already yes it's Lenore Lenoir and Molehill I don't remember Molehill Molehill they're from Chicago I believe oh wow yeah cool. so yeah. what are you guys like an opener or are you guys headlining it we're headlining it. yeah we're third nice. so it's uh, I think it's Lenore at nine Molehill at 10 and then us at 11 so it'll be a later show wow yeah Thursday night's a good night. Uh huh. And that's October 19th. 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 The plug. The plug. <laughs> and outside of that, like, you guys have, like, how far ahead are you guys booking this shit? Like, uh, like uh, two months, a month yeah. and a half. Sometimes, I mean, it can be really short. But then um, it just feels like they come up out of nowhere. It's like a week before, we're like, did anyone sell tickets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still have like three we have or another. five. <laughs> <laughs> three or five. Yeah, our, our next one after that is November 10th at uh, Joe Squared. Um, is that like a difficult, like, I mean, is that like a stressful part of like your existence is selling tickets or are these some of these gigs you're just playing? We, I wish it was just playing. Yeah. It's all, we have to promote ourselves. Yeah. You have to market yourself. You, the way we play the shows and set up the shows is, for ticket sales because we need to build pretty much a capital in order to buy merch and then yeah. sell that. Yeah, and record. we're all pretty much broke. You gotta have some kind of income stream or you need an justify true. You need like a record label. Yeah, there's like, if there's anyone listening shit. who has a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Record label money man. Let us there. know. <laughs> money man, big <laughs> fat cat. <laughs> And we've been we've been fortunate enough for a couple of these shows to work with uh, Kevin Hawk and Transcendent Events, and he kind of is in a band called The Henchmen, um, and he's also working as a promoter. And he seemed to take to us. We got in, you know, we did one show a game with him, and we recently did Soundstage. And um, he's really good at getting you know multiple bands together, and then all of their fans to get together and stay, which is the hard part. 
is for, for people to come out to a band that's not the band they went there for and listen to the entire show. And so he's, it's, we've been benefiting also from doing it ourselves and also working with promoters and getting together and, and uh, gaining new fans that way as well. As a person that goes to concerts, most people are like, I don't really give a shit about the opener. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can then, get their latest shit because we just want to see the last guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the going to the doors movies. are at eight. You're like, hmm, let me think about this. An hour before the first band starts, they'll play for like 30 minutes, which means if I'm there at like 9.45 or 10, <laughs> they might have already started, but I don't really care about the first song. I want to see the last two songs of the set. <laughs> Those are my two favorite songs. <laughs> but get, actually getting someone to be there the entire time. What is he doing a, that you've picked up on? Incessant promotion. He is constantly promoting these shows and... Um, and he doesn't. He also doesn't necessarily be like this band goes on at this time. He'll be like, this is the lineup. This is when That's it starts. Smart. Fucking be there. And so people will show up for the first act. We played first at Soundstage, and there's lots of people there. That's really fucking um, smart. Which was really really cool. And he's every single day posting something about these shows that are coming up. And this is what company or transcendent events. Transcendent events. And so they're (laughs) 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 rhythm sections. Now, besides besides the idea of like promoting the events themselves, because I'm I'm assuming when you say you're working with what's his name, Kevin, what's his name, Kevin Hawk, and he's mainly been working with John. And so is he promoting your band necessarily? Is he promoting the event itself that you're playing at? More so the event, and which is advantageous for everybody. So it doesn't really you know pick one band over the other. True, which is fair. And smart. And where what what events were these that he did? The ones that did uh, with us, he did the show at Game, and most recently at Soundstage. But what else? Well, he's been hooking us up with like a lot of other amazing acts in Baltimore, like Yonose Semantics, um, and so we've actually gotten to the point where we can like we're in communication with them just naturally um, yeah. about doing our own gigs or whatnot. But I mean, Kevin has like has open the door I think in a lot of ways for us to like connect with some of these other bands who are honestly like so I mean their shows on or the soundstage show I mean was wild like there was so many people at the end of that night and these guys get great crowds and to uh, to be opening for them was dope and what band was this so Yonose is there um, semantics um, they're two of my favorites um, and they and the henchmen of course as well um, that was our first time playing with them, and that was the first time I saw them out, and they were amazing. Um, yeah, that's Kevin's yeah. band. No, I mean, Soundstage. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, it is his band. It was sweet. But, um, yeah, just Soundstage, like, to see those local bands really almost filling up that whole uh, venue was, like, really cool. And, like, the way we're going, we're hoping to be, you know, in that slot in a year's time or something like that. Um, so that's the goal. We'll see what happens. Yeah, he's, he's kind of in the glue. So it's, you know, we've shout out to Kevin. Plug. Plug. Put <laughs> <laughs> on. How many you got left in there, dude? I might. It's never ending. It's like Narnia in there. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world. Yeah, dude, we must have crushed those beers on fucking. Jesus Christ. Well, we wiped out seven during the, the session. That is so. just the worst. You wake up and you're like, hmm, I wonder how many beers I drank. But instead of like waking up in your bed, you wake up on your couch in your basement and you just open your eyes. <laughs> like, That's how many beers I drank. <laughs> <laughs> was that you this morning, Pete? No, that, no, that was me on Tuesday morning. <laughs> so. 
Well, you guys all work in. So, what do you guys do like outside of music? What do you do for a living? I know you teach, right? Yeah. You teach, and is that what your employment entails exclusively at at us stages? No, I work at. Uh, I serve at the Valley Inn. Um, cool. So it's between those two, and then I'm a full time student. And he goes to school. school. Yeah. And he goes to school. Yeah. What a guy. Damn. What a guy. Double job and full time. Uh, Gary, you, do you guys work together? Mm hmm. He's my boss on Sundays. Nice. <laughs> I'm his boss every day. <laughs> it's like hilarious. Uh, yeah. No, I, I work there too, and uh, I I got like a legal internship, so that's freaking cool. A legal internship. Yeah. Trying and to go trying to go to law school. Oh, I money. thought you said yeah. an illegal. Oh, you no, know, I wish it was an illegal. <laughs> <laughs> law school, dude. Well, I can't talk about it. It's illegal. Let me sell Illegal internship. <laughs> now, are you okay? So, I was going to ask Garrett, but well, Garrett you guys all go that. to Towson. No. I I did. I graduated in December, and so yeah. he Connor just graduated. Yeah. I just graduated last May from University of Delaware, and. Um, Dennis was. Oh, I graduated at, Franklin and Marshall up in Lancaster. Yeah. So the, when we first started, no one was really like. Garrett was still going to College Park, so only an hour away from here. Yeah. Connor was at Delaware. Yeah, it's only about an hour. Hour, and then Dennis was in Lancaster, mm-hmm. which is like an hour and a half, whatever. And then me and John were here. So whenever we were trying to like practice or jam or just make up something when we first started out, we're like trying to make everyone convene at the same time mm-hmm. so that everyone could get back where they needed to be later. So, like, we have all been putting a lot of effort into this. Is it easier so, now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. A we lot really easier, easier now. We, we kind of have a set schedule, and to begin with, like, like if we had tried to do this on a Thursday, I would have gotten home at, like, 2 in the fucking morning. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, thankfully now we have one day a week Saturday when everyone's kind of in the clear you know, That's to come cool. home and practice, you know, for most of the day. And then in the evening, whether or not they have work, they leave. Or we just kind of burn out and just hang out and then, you know, stop the music. But it's nice to have, like, a routine where we know what we're doing on Saturday. So you're you're studying to go to law school. You're studying music in college, correct? Or what are you studying? Marketing. I studied, okay. I studied music uh, a couple years ago when I was in California. At Berkeley, right? Musicians Institute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Berkeley, <laughs> yeah, Berkeley's in Boston, but Berkeley. What about UC, UC Berkeley? UC Berkeley is north of where I was. I oh, was in okay. Hollywood. Okay, dope. Film star. Dope. So I mean, <laughs> like, is so, <laughs> so I mean, like, is for is music like the ultimate? Is that like the ultimate thing you're trying to do for a living, or is like, yeah. is this more of a hop, or what is Absolutely. it? That's totally plan A. Plan B is for everyone. I think at this point, if we didn't want to do music for a living, we just wouldn't do this. If that's true, like we have all had this conversation drunk as shit, (laughs) (laughs) and like till like four a.m. Something (laughs) if something happens, if we get that one little thing, which is kind of which is what happens a lot of the time. Yeah, would you drop everything and do this? And the answer for me is always yes. It would absolutely not matter anything that I was doing. If, even if it was like some other project that I was a part of, obviously this is my the number one thing. Okay, yeah. I like I, I would if I had a hundred thousand dollar a year job, full benefits, whatever, set for the rest of my life, and then something just happened where I had an opportunity to do this forever. 
or just make money from it, even for like a year, drop everything and do it. Not even a question about it. I think we would all regret it if we didn't. It's kind. Of, it is kind of true that I mean, at this because it's. I, I imagine like when you're all in college, especially if you go to the same college as the guy you're working with, it's like easy to find people that are still like, especially in high school, like starting a band in high school is like what the fuck ever, you know? Nobody's doing shit else. But once you get, especially graduated from college, it's like it kind of like this takes fucking effort, and it's just the dude. It's a lot of organization, as Pete said. We have five different schedules. You know, Garrett's in law school. You know, Connor's currently working in Baltimore. Um, T-Row Price, and yeah, I'm a working. Full-time job. Yeah, sucks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not that fun. Um, and I have a job up in Lancaster at a law firm, so it's it's a lot of like it's a lot of balance in organization, and uh, just having a calendar that we all share and being like, okay, this is what is going on in all of our lives. Let's organize this. It just takes a lot of organization. My hope is that we have some disappointed employers in like three years, and we can just bounce <laughs> and be like, okay, yeah, you know what, we can make whatever shitty. You know, living amount of money off of music, but that doesn't matter because it, it's. I could never consider it work. I mean, there's work elements to it. Like you come in here, you lift your stuff, you you know, make sure all your tunes right, and like you're uh -huh. ready to go. But it doesn't feel like work, even when I'm lifting a you know huge ass yeah, amp around. Not, you know, it's just it's just natural that way. So that is the goal. Uh, you know. Yeah, Shout out record label. have a roadie, that's probably the <laughs> yeah. Like have Number one, one roadie and then we're quick. Hey, can you move my amp to the left? Like an <laughs> he says, like, yes, man, we this made feels it. like work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude, I keep, I, every time I fucking pause, I want to drink a beer, but then there's nothing there. It's so fucking depressing. That's today. really sad. There's a super <laughs> so warm sad. old school logo, Miller Lite up there. Or no, is that just NMT? No, that's 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 good to go, but that's probably like a million and a half degrees. Nah, right just now. do it, dude. Just do it. I think it's boiling, actually. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys are you guys like thinking about doing? Um, did you guys throw like a big release show for your last EP? No. <laughs> <laughs> we had zero idea we, uh, of what we wanted to do. Yeah. We're like figuring out how all this kind of works piece by piece with keeping in mind that like we've all been doing it long enough to see how it works and then actually doing it is a completely different thing. So I think with the next project that we're going to do, we have enough money to fund pretty much like a two song EP and we want to be able to like put out song by song. So like two singles basically. And then we could use that as an excuse to have two, you know, Oh yeah. Single release shows and then like move on from there. Yeah. I've had that conversation with like virtually everyone that has come on the podcast as of late, but yeah, releasing single by single has got to be the fucking way. I mean, that's, we don't really have much of a choice. Exactly. We don't have. We so don't. Convenient. We don't have. We don't have a record label to be like, "Hey, here's a week in the studio, do whatever the fuck you want." Like that. That's like. Yeah, that's another dream. goal in mind. Dream. Yeah. But like for the time being, putting out two songs is honest. A little bit. I don't know. For like the market, it's what. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> you hear me now? It's easier. It's more tangible for the consumer to listen to one song. Uh -huh. Especially within like everybody, literally all of pop music yeah, is it, putting it, out just single. It's too much. Single. It's almost too much to expect that somebody's going to sit down and listen to a full EP. Yeah, like of a band that they've never heard of, most likely. Like it's just like you're not Kanye West. Like the you can't age, drop an album after three years. The age you know? of the album 
of like people going and buying an album and then putting that CD in their car mm-hmm. and listening to it front of back. That is dead. Like I, I don't have an aux cord in my car. The radio is like eh, most of the time. So when I put in a CD, I'm gonna listen to it front to back. True. But that I am not the majority. Yeah, that. there's no way. Like you're gonna open up your phone and be like, mm, let me put on Pandora. And it's gonna play what? It's all pretty much all singles. Yeah. For the most part, if you listen to pop, all music. your favorite stuff. Yeah. And then, so now it's like you're gonna get noticed too by a single. No one's gonna be like, "Holy shit, that whole album was great." No, you didn't <laughs> listen to the whole album. You listened to the one song. You, you listened like, to the single. You're like, <laughs> you're like. But the the nice thing about our music too is that most of our songs are like three minutes long. We try to keep your attention span like right there and we don't drag shit out. Not saying that's bad, like, I mean, <laughs> No, it's good, but... Well, I mean, pick any classic rock song that's longer than four or five minutes. You're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to listen to the entire thing. But no one does that. Yeah, anymore. but that was because it was in the 70s. You'd get like a fucking big-ass vinyl with like one song on the front and another song on the back. And the song on the and back. That's the album. There's no, there's no fast forward. There's no fast forward. I mean, people don't have the attention. Sp- I mean, we don't have the attention span really to do a five minute song. But people don't have the attention span to listen to an eight track album front to back. Oh yeah. They listen to the first song and maybe half the second one, and you can see that Bandcamp has the ability for you to look at how far people have gotten into your album, and there's such a severe drop off after the first song, and mm-hmm. no one listens to oh, the yeah. entire song anyways. That's probably so. something you learn about in marketing. I feel like the idea of Figuring out what appeals, like marketing to you as you would want to be marketed to, like understanding what actually grasps people. I, yeah. I, it's it's a yeah. technique it's I feel like, like a lot of people pitch, don't. I guess in a way you gotta like within the first fifteen seconds be. Like, you get like right. a minute, yeah, and like that's it. It's kind you of the tell, reason. It's it's hard enough to sell a show mm-hmm. as it is get somebody to actually like get on their phone. Look up the band, yeah, and actually listen to it. Now, are you guys still playing at all with Juice? Because I know was that all of you that were involved with playing behind him for it the shows? Was me and Pete, that was, and Eric Laughlin. Oh, and then true. There was uh, Jordan, who's Lord Business. That's dope. Are you guys band. doing much of that anymore? Not since I think Juice is it. To my knowledge, has slowed down a little bit since he's gone back to school at Towson. True. Um. But since the Toronto thing, we we haven't had anything, and my my focus, our focus. How was that, by the way? The, well, no, the, t- the Toronto cool. thing was not with Thunder Club, though, right? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, cool. Then never mind. <laughs> it was interesting. It was honestly, it was like a mini tour, and it was very eye opening from 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 my perspective, a managerial like overview of the whole like thing. Like in what way? Um. The whole the whole entire planning of it was kind of fucked. It was like somebody else was supposed to get the van, then that fell on my shoulders. And then like when we were gonna get to the border, there's protocol that you need to know. And nobody knew the protocol. So I was literally in the van on my phone, like looking up what to do. Like you're supposed to have your passports all on the driver like the driver's mm-hmm. supposed to have all the passports. And it was like when we got there, there was no plan. Like, I didn't know the contact. It was through Jet. It was just like, for me, it was like seeing how much planning actually needs to go into a tour, let alone we did one date and it was 
like we left Wednesday, yeah. played Thursday, left Friday. They searched our entire like uh, you have a lot of shit for the most part. We didn't bring that much. They in Canada they gave us like backline and shit. But they searched the entire car like they open your bags, they bring like a drug dog out. They have and every luckily, yeah. it, weed is pretty legal in Canada, so <laughs> <laughs> uh they were like mad yeah canada freaking so weed um yeah it, it's a lot of other shit that you gotta worry about just getting gear across a border is like a huge pain in the ass have you guys thought about looking into getting a manager we thought about it it costs money money is always the issue but it's money that you make as well right so like they're yeah, they take they a percentage of sure your, yeah so I feel like if you can make if if you can if ninety percent of what you could make is more than a hundred percent of what you're making, I've talked to somebody about idea. it before. They've you know, um, it's it's finding somebody that's like, literally, it's like a third you know third it's a, arm. It's, it's got to be the manager they're they're literally another like part of the band because they have to be just as involved and just as passionate. Mm-hmm. Like in my eyes, they have to do that because if they're gonna book gigs and manage us, like I need to know that they give a fuck about like yeah. what we're doing. And they literally have to. It's I think that's a mistake that most younger artists make is that they get involved with a manager who's only interested or only has an interest in the business side of that connection. Yes, and mm-hmm. so it's like in order to be a good manager, somebody's gonna put you on the right shows and market you correctly and things like that. They have to kind of have an understanding of what you guys are about. They have to. They have to. They can't just be like somebody who's just like, "Oh, I got your show here, here. They might pay you here." It's just right, and that's the problem that I have with agencies that like we were talking about it earlier yeah. that you've worked with. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like they book the show, they get their percentage, and they've done what they want to do, and they don't want anything else except for their pay their yeah. pay cut. Yeah, and that's how it works. It would make it a lot easier at times, and then you're like. Man, we already have to deal with four other people. Dealing with one extra person would be like, God, I'd have another person I need to hate at least once a week. Yeah, but it would be that one person's job to like... Make us not all hate each other? Exactly. Like Good That would luck. be his literal job. <laughs> yeah. there, there are 30 people in a box that make us not all hate each other. Their <laughs> names are Miller Lite. <laughs> Plug. Plug. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Also, like with managers, you pay for what you get. And at this point, uh, financially, we don't have enough to fund a recording session while, you know, hiring a manager that's going to be worth the money we're putting, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, say, if someone wanted to manage us for free, we would be a little bit leery about that, being like, why, why is it free? And as you said, you know, so many managers get involved with young artists that are only interested in making money. We don't have enough money to pay someone who doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically it all boils down to us being poor. <laughs> but um yeah. Where do you work by the way? I work at a Barley Snyder law firm plug at um <laughs> in in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So it's it's uh Are you a paralegal? No, I wish. Um well actually I don't wish because they they can't leave at 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I'm a <laughs> I feel like that was underrated. <laughs> that was funny, dude. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's like completely different to so to the to, to the band life. It's like a it's like a double life almost, and it's just completely different. It's like yeah, Monday through Friday, I'm a fucking legal assistant in a law firm, and then Saturday I come home and rock out with the boys. You know, it's kind of cool to have two facets. Dude, well, I'm looking forward to whatever 
single show you guys eventually throw. If it winds up being a, sing release, a single release show, which I don't, I guess that's a thing. I don't know if I've ever personally heard of it. <laughs> Our single release single show. Would, I mean, it would make sense if it was a thing. Yeah. I don't yeah, understand it why <laughs> it wouldn't be. It should be a thing. Our release show in December was a Facebook post, so anything's <laughs> upwards from that. But that was like around the time we recorded before we had even booked a show. Okay. I think the first show we actually strategy, played yeah. was July 4th at my mom's house. <laughs> nice. For about <laughs> yeah. 10 people. Yeah. yeah. And it was right. super fucking fun, and we all got really drunk and had a great time. <laughs> but other than fantastic. that, like, we... We booked studio time before we ever booked anything live. So it was like we had that set in mind. So people, because the number one thing is when you tell people you're in a band, it's like, oh, where can I listen to your stuff? Mm -hmm. It's where can I listen to your stuff and where are you playing next? And what's your name? Oh, yeah. And you're yeah, 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 obviously that's, that's your name. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have so, a name for the longest time. And it, came, it literally came to us sitting at Garrett's grandmother's pool. Plug what, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was I mean? What is the significance of that? Nothing really. We were just throwing a freaking patch cable around, and everyone was saying something random, and I forgot who said it. But someone just goes thunderclub. We're like, oh fuck! I think it was Connor. Yeah, it was Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just in the back. I dude. said it first. <laughs> Unsung hero, dude. I like it. It sounds. It does sound. It does have a very indie feel. To, I mean, like, what genre do you guys consider yourselves? Would you say? I would put it under indie rock, but like. I don't tell people that because that's so broad. Yeah. I will literally tell people time and time again. I say, we sound like if the Strokes and the Kings of Leon had an illegitimate child, it would be us. Wow. Because it's if people can yeah. like, it's tangible. You know, people go like, oh, I like the Strokes. I like the Kings of Leon. I, I know like, them. I like illegitimate children. Yeah, people have screwed up our names so many times. It's, Kings of Leon. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like. The Thunderclubs, yeah, we got that one. <laughs> and they put it as they put Thunderclubs as one word. It was like the Thunderclubs, and I was like, Jesus. that's not even. Oh, like, that like, whole Towson thing. Literally, a lot of people might not know us, but like that's like a kind of a huge insult. It's like when you first meet someone and your name <laughs> is Matt, and they're like, "Oh, nice to meet you, Michael," <laughs> or like, Dave. like they just call you the completely fucking wrong name. <laughs> Yeah, but we, back to going to our process, we kind of did everything backwards to a way a lot of bands do it. A lot of bands will start booking shows and playing live and then being like, oh, we should record this shit now because, you know, we think people are going to come out and see us. But in, in the way that we started playing shows, being like, now you can go listen to us on Spotify if you like the show. So it was kind of reverse. Do you think it's going to be kind of a similar process when you're naming the next EP? Because I, I, I know we talked about maybe releasing them as singles, but at the same time, I don't know if you if it's like a like do, do your songs run together as a common theme or sent to I guess it's five different people writing them. But like the the feel of the songs, do you think it fits into one cohesive project? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think our newer songs definitely have a little bit different flavor than the older ones, but they definitely still all fit together. Um, when you listen to the four track EP. Each song is different. There are no common themes. Do you like, think there's... Oh, my bad. When, so when, when we do write, it's not like we all write individual parts for the most part. It's like we pretty much write as one unit. So okay. it ends up making our sound much more familiar. It's like you listen to pretty much any Red Hot Chili Peppers song for at least not the last like three albums, I guess. You listen to anything for like 10 seconds, you're like, that's them. Mm -hmm. and they're like, don't even have to think about it. And that's kind of the way that we write 
I guess, is like we just try to make it all into one thing. Do you guys have any tentative names for the next project? Or have you thought about it yet? Uh, when me, uh, me and Garrett were hanging out the other night. We were like, oh, yeah, when we release our album, it's going to be called Thunderclub Volume 1. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember what we said. Uh, we've never had a, a name idea. Like, we, didn't, we couldn't even come up with anything for a four-song EP. So. <laughs> The Thunderclub. You just do like Led Zeppelin is two, three. You could. I'm not. I'm not against that. Wouldn't be the ideal situation. Maybe for one of them, just have one album just called like four or something like that. But other than that, <laughs> our like, second album is Thunderclub Five. <laughs> yeah, not to interrupt, but I gotta go, guys. I'll see you later. Hey, oh shit! Yeah, we can wrap this up. Nah, it's cool. cool. You guys are. Uh, I have yeah, to poop. So it, I, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I just want to get that on the air. Connor has to poop. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, plug. For, you, for the airwaves. So, I mean, like, I guess to close out, you guys have anything, like, I guess you talked about the show October 19th. Yes, October 19th with October some other 19th. great bands, Mulhill and Lenore Lenoir. Also, we were recently, uh, we were honored with, with being featured on Charm City Sampler, which is kind of uh, every year they Dope. have the studio. Uh, Deep End Studio puts out like almost like a compilation of what a lot of the I guess top people in Baltimore music consider the best songs to come out. Yeah. Um, nice. And like John and I were just fucking around before Joe Squared show, and he said, "Hey man, you should like send this stuff in." Um, and it was like either on the deadline day or after the deadline day. It was the day after they yeah. were like, "You can send in something late," and we sent it in, and uh, yeah. we got this email back being like, "Hey, you know, we love it, and you know, would you like to be?" featured on charm city sampler um that is a free cd that he gives out there i think there's 15 15 or 18 bands or so yeah 15 i think and uh and so they released it at main street music fest which is today in ellicott city um we're not playing but our music will be on the cd that are, that will be thrown into the streets um, so these so these songs you did today they're going to be like the first recordings that you have of them um we we did a we did a radio show which was also really sick. Shout out to WTMD and we managed to get the mixes like two months later. But we still got the mixes and I I like took it and kind of just touched it up a little bit and we have those that we can listen to ourselves and show other people. We don't have it out as something palpable that other le- uh, people can listen to, um, but we do have some sort of recording, you know. And this dude, this will be good because we'll we'll have like a video along with it just like a, yeah, nothing crazy right. but just like it'll just be a moving camera it'll just it'll be something cool any any no, form of media <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i'm hyping up eric too much yeah, dude yeah. any any <laughs> form of media in this day and age will get get it'll further cool. yeah especially visual nothing. media People better than love, nothing yeah that's true that's what we do here better than nothing right as <laughs> 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 a name of your podcast <laughs> All well, right, uh, well thanks for having us
<laughs> How was that, Jimmy? Yo. <laughs> I'm Time I try to change it, find a way to win back. 